Hello, mama. I hope your day is just so filled with wonder and beauty and you're feeling God's presence and enjoying your kiddos. I know that's not always how our days feel, but I hope today yours is feeling that way. Um, I am so excited to bring this conversation to you today. If you have been in our Facebook group, then you know that Lauren, the most amazing New Zealander, is the one that leads it. And she uh, encourages all of you and directs all of you and uh, just leads that group so well and writes a lot of those posts. Um, Yeah, all of them. And she is just so incredible. And it just, it was just such a God thing that she started, uh, agreed to lead the Facebook group, you know, back in the day, gosh, two years ago, tomorrow, I think, um, it's when I started the podcast. So I guess not quite then, but shortly after she joined the, the Facebook group and I just would see her commenting on everyone's everyone's posts and encouraging them and pointing them to Jesus and giving them wise advice, but like with a gentle spirit, which I I love. And I could just see the Holy Spirit working through her. And I just, I was looking for someone to take over it. And, um, you know, because I love interacting with you and I love hearing your stories and I read every single one of your posts as you join the group and I get to hear what your struggles are, but it's, it's a lot for me to maintain it all. I, um, you know, I, I want to go deep with everyone. That's, that's part of the the struggle of me is I just want to go deep and spend endless time talking to you. And so in a large Facebook group like that, it's just not possible. That's why I want you to join the Academy so that I can do that with you and have like time designated to get to know you and go deep with you. But all that to say, it's just not not my gifting to kind of do the the light conversation in a Facebook group. It's not always light. People go get real there too. But um, all that to say, Lauren, I could tell, had that gift. She was so good at being succinct and yet packing her statements with encouragement and wisdom and love. And I just knew that she was the one to take over it. And so it was just such a God thing. And she said yes. And ever since then, she has been doing a phenomenal job leading it. And I only give her a couple hours a week. So I know she could do even more if I gave her more hours. But um, it's just been such a blessing to have her there. And so I wanted to just give you the gift of her. I wanted you to get to take a minute to get to know her, know who you're interacting with. Like, what is this? Who is this person? Um, let me tell you, she is incredible. You're going to hear about that on this episode. And her story is extremely powerful. Uh, just how God has moved in her life, the challenges she has walked through, the trauma she has walked through and how God has redeemed all of it. And so I know this is going to bless you. And so By the way, if you're not in it already, jump in the Facebook group so you can get to know Lauren and she can be there for you in in a beautiful way. You can go and find the group if you go into Facebook and you search for Morning Mama Collective, or you can find the link in the show notes. We're over a thousand strong now, which is just incredible and it's growing every day. So thank you for being there. And if you're not, come check out Lauren. She's amazing. But without further ado, I'm so excited to introduce you to Lauren. Lauren Ball. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. 
Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. All right, mamas, just like I told you, we have the amazing Lauren here with us, and I'm just so excited. She is such just a light in this world. Um, The whole reason that she is running the Facebook group is because I saw just how much she was encouraging everyone and how much she had to say and just what she was jumping into so many conversations because she just wanted to be the light. And so I am just so grateful that she has said yes to leading the charge on our Facebook group. And I couldn't be more excited to welcome her today. She is just incredible. And I think you're just going to love her for so many reasons, the wisdom she has, the encouragement she gives, but also for her amazing accent. So (laughs) get excited. It's, it's wonderful. Um, so yeah. Hi Lauren. Um, yeah, go ahead and just tell us a little bit about yourself and um, just introduce kind of the basics to all of us that don't know you. Well, hi, everyone. Um, that's the first time I've ever heard my accent described as wonderful. So thanks, Brittany. It's, uh, I think you guys have wonderful accents. So I guess it depends on the world that you walk in. Um, thanks so much for having me. I still, um, gosh, I think God is just so incredible how he works. How on earth did this Kiwi all the way on the other side of the world, find a podcast about uh, some stuff she was journeying through and then end up having the privilege of leading out a Facebook group. I just could never have imagined that. And I think, Mama, if you know, Mama's out there, if you can find some encouragement that God's plans are just so much greater for you than anything you could imagine for yourself um, and just to step into those opportunities when he opens the door um, or throws the door open as the case may be. Um, so I'm really excited to be here. I feel so privileged um, being part of the Facebook group. I'm loving the conversations that you mamas are having at the moment, supporting one another, sharing a little more about who you are, what you're going through, um, because I'm sure other people find comfort in that. And so if I can encourage you all, just if you're standing on the sidelines, sitting back, please, please feel free to be a part. It's your space. It was designed for you to make connections, find the support that you need, feel a little less alone. Um, And also as Christian women, you know, we are called to walk together. And so I really encourage you to just get in there and be a part of it if you've been wondering whether or not that's for you. So that's the first thing I would say. Uh, In terms of who I am, so I'm born and bred in New Zealand, but have spent quite a bit of time overseas, including in the States. I was a summer camp counsellor for a while in New Jersey. uh, And in terms of my my life now, um, I work for a government agency, working with prisoners, um, helping them to find somewhere to be that's safe when they come out of prison so that they can stay events-free. Um, I'm married to Jamie. We've been married for 14 years. He's English. um, And so we have spent quite a bit of time in England. And I have two kids, Lily, who is 13 going on, gosh, I don't know, 25. And Henry, who is eight and very much an eight-year-old boy. Um, Very different in terms of who they are and their characters. I feel so blessed to be their mum. 
and it's, it wasn't an easy journey to be a mama of two. Uh, I have three angel babies as well. Um, so really connected with Brittany's story about um, loss in childhood, um, but can see how God used that really difficult time in my life to bless others as well. So that's a little bit about who I am. That's so good. I, well, yeah, I, I think you had told me part of that story a while ago, but I forgot it. And um, yeah, just, that's a lot. Um, but I love how you can just see God's redemptive story woven through it. And I know we're going to talk more about that too. Um, but I also just on a lighter note, as you were talking, um, I just have to tell everyone, it's so fun to get to talk to Lauren when we do our check-ins. Cause I get just like a glimpse into the New Zealand life. Like I get to know about the weather, what's happening over there and they're opposite. So like summer is Christmas time, which just always baffles my mind. Even like I get so, you know, Western centric in my thinking that it just is hard to imagine sometimes that being opposite. And so it's so fun to like experience another culture, just the tiniest bit through her. Um, And then your, your son plays not rugby. What is it? He plays Uh, football or soccer. Oh, it's soccer. Okay. I thought, but you go to matches sometimes that. Yeah. 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 Football and cricket in the summertime. That's Mm -hmm. the one that's, that is very foreign to me as well. So (laughs) I just love hearing about you're going to a cricket match and I'm like, what? I have no idea what that would feel like. So it's just, it's so fun getting a glimpse into another part of the world um, and just seeing God at work there um, and specifically through Lauren. So yeah, thanks Lauren for always just sharing, (laughs) sharing your world with me. And uh, it's, it's so fun to get to experience that. Yeah, I was thinking the other day about about Christmas time and how strange it must be for people uh, in the Northern Hemisphere to think about, you know, we go to the beach on Christmas Day and we have a barbecue and it's really hot and you're in shorts. And I mean, sometimes I put on a woolly Christmas jumper just to make it feel a little more Christmassy, <laughs> but it only lasts for five minutes before you have to take it off because it's too hot. So it's it's very different, but equally I love the idea of, you know, white Christmas where it's really cold and you're snuggled around the fire and hot chocolates. And so we do try and do some of those things at home at Christmas time <laughs> on a boiling hot day. It's, um, yeah, it's quite funny. That's amazing. You know, it, it, being in Southern California, it can feel a lot like that over here too on Christmas. Sometimes it's blazing hot and it's sad. And I grew up in Colorado where there's tons of snow. So I know your brother lives out there too. So yeah, it's just such a different experience. I don't think we're, we're full on in summer like you guys are, but somewhere in the middle. And I'm always like, wait, where's the white and the cozy? And <laughs> I try and make those things happen too. I'm with you. Totally. <laughs> Okay. So yeah, I I love just getting a glimpse into your world. Um, yeah. If you could just share with us, yeah, just a little bit about your story, your journey with Christ, your journey of how you got here, like you referenced earlier, got to this Facebook group and the podcast and, um, just would love to hear a little bit about your story. Sure. Um, I grew up in a, a church going family is probably how I would describe it. So it was really normal for us to go to church every Sunday. Uh, and I think, you know, the preaching was good, but I'm not sure whether I ever really heard the message. Um, we certainly, the, other than church, I don't remember really obvious signs of living in what you might call a Christian home. So, my parents' faith was, uh, I guess, demonstrated to me through actions, through works. Uh, there wasn't a lot of prayer in the home that I saw. I, I believe it was happening, but it was happening privately. So I, I guess I got the message that to be a Christian, you needed to go to church 
and you needed to do good things. They were really my takeaways. And so as I got into my teenage years, that narrative became really challenging. And I was clearly not good enough. I was making really poor choices a lot of the time. And so my thought process was, well, I'm not good enough for God, so I need to leave the church. And so I did. For Mm. nearly two decades, I made a whole host of really poor decisions that I look back on that caused myself and others a lot of pain. Um, And, you know, that's one of the things when I think about um, what's my role as a mum and sharing my faith with my children, I just want it to be a little more visible than perhaps I experienced from my parents so that my kids um, feel free to talk with me openly about the challenges that they're having, what they're wrestling with about sin. I mean, that's just not something that was talked about in my home. So Mm -hmm. I think I misinterpreted that and thought when you sin, you're not good enough for God. Therefore you should move away from him. And how wrong did I get that right? Actually, we have a God who has already solved our sin and all we need to do is step towards him through Jesus. But that wasn't something that I fully understood until probably my early 30s, actually, so quite late in life. Um, And how that came about was uh, I had met my now husband. Um, We had fallen pregnant before we got married. So you can see there was some differences in the way I live my life then to perhaps um, what I might know now to be um, a preferable approach. Uh, And so I'd fallen pregnant and a, a good friend of mine, one of my oldest friends, said, look, I'm playing um, the piano at church and I'd love it if you came along. It's a back to church service. It's really focused on people who have maybe drifted from church. And I just wondered if you would come. Um, And I take real encouragement from that. And I link it to some of the, um, the podcast episodes you've talked about, about the importance of friendships and the importance of offering up to people to come along to church. It really made a difference for me. That is the moment that started my journey back to Christ. So I'm really grateful for that friend and she knows that. But again, mamas, if you're thinking about there's someone in my life, I'd really like to invite them to church, but what will they think? Or just do it. What's the worst that can happen? You know, the worst that can happen is that they say no, um, but they might say yes. Yeah. And it's so great. I just, I appreciate you sharing your story because I like as, as much as it for us that are following Christ, it makes sense. Like, yes, it's the opposite. You come to God when you are broken and he helps you, but it's such a good uh, reminder hearing your story, because I forget that that is how a lot of people see the church or see God is that you have to be good enough. You have to um, not have sin. You have to do all these right things. And and a lot of people I've even heard, don't even know like that they're invited to church, like, you know, cause we assume, oh yeah, everyone's heard about Jesus. Everyone knows the church is there for them, but we forget that like actually people I've, I've heard stories about people saying, so how can, am I allowed to go to church? How does this work? Uh, and I think it, a lot of it comes from to this idea that, um, you know, that you left the church because you feel like you weren't good enough for God. And so I think that so many people feel that. And so to be, have that invitation, um, having them know that they are invited is so powerful. So I love that's, that's part of your story. And I think that resonates with so many people, um, out there that are struggling. Yeah. And I'd love to tell you that that was the light bulb moment where everything kind of fell into place and, you know, Jesus and I were hand in hand. 
unfortunately my stubborn heart meant that that was not the case it was still the beginning of a journey um so I, I did go along to the church service I was heavily heavily pregnant with Lily and when I walked in the minister was somebody that I had known who had been in my youth group growing up and he would have never been a minister in my mind he was a bit like me tended to drift and um and so I was really encouraged by that uh, went sat through the service and I remember thinking just for a moment you know okay God you know if you if you want me back I need you to show me and then I had this terrible emotional reaction where I went oh my gosh you know you don't challenge God like that and so it was a, a fleeting thought the service carried on it finished afterwards the minister came over and said it's so great to see you you know how are you clearly very heavily pregnant you know when is when is baby due and she was due in five days and so I said oh she's due in five days and then what came out of my mouth was but I think she's coming today now I hadn't thought that when I got up in the morning um, and so the minister said well can I pray for you of course no problem so we went and uh, sat in the church and he prayed for me now what what's interesting about that is I was not uncomfortable about someone praying for me despite the fact that I'd been pretty far from God I was really comfortable with that um and when he said amen my waters broke uh so what? I thought yeah I thought holy moly this is um quite an intense sign and I very calmly said oh my waters have just broken minister totally freaks out oh my gosh what's happening uh I went to the bathroom and kind of tidied myself up and then my phone was ringing and was my husband. And I said, I, I need to call you back. My waters have broken. I'll, I'll call you back. And he said, no, 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 I, I know. I heard you say my waters have broken. So my phone had rung him from in my handbag and he had heard me say my waters have broken. Now, oh my there's no explanation around that at all. Logically, I don't know how that happened. Well, I do. I mean, it was God, right? Um, and so that was really, uh, for a very stubborn heart, another massive prompt from God to say, so you said to me, if I, you know, if I wanted you to show you, here you go. Um, but then I still really wrestled with not being good enough for God. And so probably for another uh, six to eight months, we were in, a, we joined a home group and uh, I was still just, I'm not, you know, I'm not sure. I'm not a great mom. You know, all of the new things that kind of added to this sense of not good enoughness until I remember in one moment in a, in a home group study, just stopping and saying, sorry, can we go back to what you've just said? So it's not about me being good enough because I'll never be good enough. That's why God sent Jesus. And all of the people in the group were like, yeah that's the point but I hadn't I'd never conceived that I'd never got it and so that was the moment really that I stepped into having a relationship with Jesus that I understood what it meant to be a Christian that it actually wasn't about good enoughness the whole point is that we're not good enough we fail we sin our hearts are not what they should be and so God sent his precious son to stand in front of me so that when God looks at me he sees perfection ah okay I've got that got wow. it <laughs> wow what a powerful testimony I have like chills and tears and all the things over here that is just so beautiful uh, and just the ways that God 
reached out to you in the, that is, it defies logic. That is incredible. Oh my goodness. Um, and then just that journey of really coming to the realization of, and it's so funny how that goes where we can hear something so many times, but it doesn't penetrate our heart. Um, and so I love that God is always patient with us and like, is going to keep pursuing us until that hap- that moment happens. And that's so cool that you just had that, that just click that aha moment in that group. And that that's so incredible. Um, what a beautiful story. And, and again, like, I think about some of the podcast episodes and the importance of being plugged into a church. Now, being plugged into a church for me, that wasn't the moment. The moment was in a smaller setting, make, having more intimate conversations. So sometimes it's, you know, the minister up the front from the pulpit that changes hearts and minds. But sometimes it's your brother and sister in Christ in those conversations that they have with you. And so again, just be encouraged in that. Get involved. Um, think about the opportunities where you might plant the seed for someone that someone else will water and then someone else will bring them to life. It's really, it's not always just in one moment that someone comes to faith. Yeah, it's so true. I love that reminder. Someone reminded me of that recently and it is like whenever we feel discouraged about, well, I'm trying to invite someone or I had a moment and I thought I was going to help this person or lead them to Christ, but we don't see that full picture. And it is like this journey they're going on and every step is, is so essential in it. Um, and yeah, absolutely. Part of what I mean by being plugged in the church is being in groups and, and being in relationship with people and God moves through all of that. It's definitely not just about the Sunday mornings. Um, and what, yeah, I love that your story is just is just evidence of that, how it happened in the midst of relationships. So that that's so cool. So beautiful. Yeah, I think, um, you know, God is amazingly patient and I love how he tailors the way that he draws us in to what he knows about our character. So he, he clearly knows that I'm stubborn and that um, he needs to persist with me because I have a tendency to very easily fall back into my own ways. And so when I when I think about even my journey of coming to him and then kind of wandering off again and then he draws me back, it's so evident how he has used the difficult times in my life to draw me back to him time and time again. So I signaled around, you know, the loss of three babies. So in between my kids, there's five years. And that wasn't our plan. Uh, Our plan was to have them quite close together. I'm sure that um, many people have those aspirations. Uh, But I remember when I went for my scan for for being pregnant again and the baby had no heartbeat, just being so devastated. And not knowing what to do with that. And the church wrapped around me and love. They brought us meals. They were so kind. But I did not want to hear Bible verses. I did not want to hear God is going to use this for good. In fact, I I really shut down and I didn't read my Bible. I didn't pray. And I was in a really lost and lonely place for a while. And um, and then, you know, we tried for another baby and the same thing happened. We tried for another baby and the same thing happened. And eventually, when trying to do my own thing and rationalize it and, you know, getting all the advice and all those sorts of things, when I had tried all of that, I just lent in to God. And guess what? I have Henry. And I know that won't be everybody's journey, 
but that was mine. And it, it just demonstrates to me how whenever I try and do it on my own, it's really unsuccessful. But when I lean into God, he provides in the most incredible ways. Um, and so more recently, I uh, started suffering from panic attacks, really, really significant crippling panic attacks that came from, from nowhere and felt like I was going to die at times. I felt like I was losing my mind. Um, and so I started reading all the books and I started looking into mindfulness and you know anything on anxiety, you, you name it, I started looking into it. So same pattern, right? trying to do it all myself and eventually again I remember one night just thinking I have literally looked into everything I've spoken to all the people I have read all the books I've listened to the podcast I've done it all done it all done it all except that I found the morning mama podcast and one of those messages was I don't know how about leaning in to Jesus how about talking to God and so that's what I did I opened my bible again and very clearly, there's lots of messages in there about not needing to fear. And so I thought, well, I have to explore that. You're telling me not to fear. Why? Why don't I need to fear? I am frightened. I can't explain yeah. why. I have this overwhelming fear. And the more I read, the more it was revealed. And the answers to how to get rid of fear, they were there. They were in God's word. And so in drawing on those things I'm now really delighted to be able to say I am not on any medication I do not have panic attacks anymore uh, in those moments where I experience irrational fear I know what to do with that now I um, give it to God I name it and then we move on with our day and so I'm so grateful to him around using those really difficult yucky awful times to draw me back to him um, I'm hoping moving forward I'll stay close to him so I might not have so many <laughs> yucky times but I don't know if that's how um you know how things work that's but, fair yeah. we're human we're always gonna yeah, have those those weeks and moments and days and months and years um but yeah wow what a powerful stories um when you were sharing the first one um I, I it's not the same at all but it just reminded me of when I was trying to get pregnant with my first son and you know, it only took nine months, which doesn't sound like a lot, especially for many that struggle for years, but it was, you know, month after month of like not being pregnant again. And I remember trying everything like tracking fertility and all, you know, whatever else I could do. And it wasn't until I just kind of gave up and I, I stopped tracking and I just left it up to God. And that's when I got pregnant. And I don't even know how, cause I had like 60 day cycles at that time. So it doesn't even make sense. I don't, you know, there was no way to to figure that out. But, um, and again, I love that you said that that's my story. It's not going to be everyone's story. And that goes the same for me that that's not going to be everyone's story, but there is so something about when we try and do it in our own strength, it's never going to lead to the good fruit. And so when we give it up to God, that's when the fruit comes. And sometimes the fruit is the thing we've been praying for. And sometimes it's something else good that God has for us, but there will always be good fruit that comes when we have that moment of surrender and we give up that control. We try and grasp and give it to God. And that's yeah, so cool. And I love to just the power of um, God's word. Like what a good reminder, even for me, sometimes I need that like today, just 
being reminded of how he has all of the answers we need in his word. And it doesn't mean we don't reach out to others. We don't reach out to, for therapy or support or whatever else we need. We, he's also created other things that we can use, but it all needs to be based on God's word. And ultimately that is where the hope comes, comes from. So that is an incredible testimony of how you worked through that and, and how God moved. Um, and I'm curious, like, I don't know what your thoughts are just, hearing your story and even hearing like after you had that initial miscarriage, like you, you said, you didn't want to hear Bible verses. You didn't want people to encourage you in that way. So I don't know, someone, um, maybe that wants to encourage someone else. Like what, what would you say is the best way to encourage? Like, what do you think you needed at that time that, that helped point you back to God? Yeah, I think, um, knowing that there were people who cared and, were available to me um, if I was ready in whatever way I was ready was what was most helpful. So rather than um, somebody, you know, with the best intentions, sending a text message with a, a Bible verse, if they had perhaps reached out and said, I'm, re- I'm thinking of you, how are you doing? How can I best care for you? Asking questions might have been more helpful than making those assumptions about what would be helpful for them, they then put on to their approach to helping me. And so that's definitely something that I have held on to is when people are going through a difficult time to make sure that I don't assume that what works for me works for them. So equally, I have to be careful not to assume that if somebody's having a difficult time, they won't want to hear Bible verses because actually that might be exactly what they need. Um, And so the best way to find that out is to ask. Ask those open-ended questions to draw out. And if their answer is, I don't know, I don't know what I need, you could then offer up here's some thoughts that I've got. Would any of these be useful for you? I could drop you a meal. I could come and sit with you. I could look after your kids. I could send you a Bible verse a day to encourage you as some prompts. And then they can pick from that menu of options. What's a good fit for them? That's great. That's really, really wise. Um, I love that reminder to ask questions and be curious and support people in that way. Cause it is so easy, especially from the outsider's perspective to see in and think like, oh, I can so clearly see like there's hope here and there's good here and God's moving. And that person may or may not also know that, but they're not always ready to have someone else tell them that. So it is such a good reminder just to have that curiosity and, um, try and support them how they need it. I I love, I love that thought. Um, and just reminder for us of like how, how to support people in that way. That's, that's so great. And the importance of prayer, right? So they won't see you doing that necessarily unless they would like you to pray with them. But praying for someone is one of the greatest gifts we can give them. Um, And that's a challenge for me. I have to remember to do that for people as well. But, you know, carrying a notebook where you just jot down people that um, need prayer and things is something that I think is a good tool to use so that you keep those people on your hearts and mind. And often after you've prayed for someone, it then prompts you to reach out to them, I find as well. It acts as a good trigger point to say, hey, you know, you were just in my prayers and then linking into that other stuff I talked about what would be helpful for you at the moment? How can I best care for you? Yeah, that's so great. I love that. Yes. Prayer is so powerful. 
um, in so many ways that we forget about so often we diminish its impact, but it is the most powerful thing we can do. Um, the last question I have for you before we go, and I'm going to invite Lauren back on soon to share about, um, some amazing parenting strategies she has. Um, but I am just curious, like how, how would you encourage someone that is in the middle of their pain and, and they can't see the hope they can't see the light. Um, they can't see how God's going to redeem it. Like what would you, how would you encourage them, um, what would you encourage them to do? How do they stick through that season when they're not feeling that kind of faith? Wow. Yeah. Um, firstly, I would say that I'm really sorry if that's the situation that you're in right now that um, I don't know what your pain is, but I know what mine felt like. And it felt overwhelming, um, like standing in quicksand that I was just never going to be able to get out of so I'm really sorry if anyone who is listening is in that place I would really hope that you have some support around you whether that is your partner whether that is family members church uh, specialist help just just a someone other than God obviously um, but a, a physical someone who is a safe space to talk to about where we're at um, particularly if it's really, really dark and um, that some of those thoughts are from the enemy and are around your worth um, and whether or not even you should still be on this earth, I'd really, really hope that you have someone to reach out to. Um, so that would be the first thing. The, the second thing would be is before you go to reach for something of this earth, maybe ask yourself the question first, have I reached out to God? So that was a real kind of light bulb moment for me. I think I either heard it on a podcast or I read it in a book, which was before you go to read that self-help book, before you go to um, whatever it might be, have you reached out to God? And that was kind of a, whoa, uh, no, actually I haven't. And so that prompted some different actions from me. Now, I'm not saying that if you reach out to God, that that's necessarily going to be um, revolutionary change in that moment. But it's to prompt that mindset of come to him first, seek his guidance, and then he might shine a light on that book that you're to read, or he might put that friend and that conversation in your day that leads to some other steps. But seek him out first would be um, something that I would recommend. Now, I'm not saying I got that right all of the time, but what I'm saying is when I did do that, I can see the fruit of that now with the benefit of time. Um, prayer, I think, as, as we just talked about, we can't understand the magnitude of prayer. And so it's not necessarily about sitting down and having a really well-structured, thought-out, beautiful prayer. It could be while you're driving in the car with tears pouring down your face because yet again you feel completely out of control and panicked and you don't know why. There's no, there's no logic to it. It could just be saying, Lord, help me. I'm so broken. I need you. Whatever those words are, that is still prayer. Um, and it took me a bit to get my head around that, that prayer isn't necessarily this beautiful on our knees at the side of the bed, you know, all of those images that you might see in movies and things. It's that in the moment, I need your help or 
I'm so terrified. Please bring me your peace. Um, at nighttime, when you're really wrestling in the darkness with your own thoughts, Lord, calm my mind. Fill it with something else. Just those in the moment prayers, I think, are really helpful. Um, and I guess fixing your eyes where you can on the eternal picture rather than the in the now. And that is hard when the in the now is so dark and so hard. But if we can at least remember that this is temporary, um, at times, I found that helpful. So good. Oh, that was just a lot of good advice. I need to end taking notes over here. Um, I, yeah, I love everything that you said. And I know it is so encouraging to um, many that are listening. And I know God has you in this moment for a specific reason. And for everyone that is listening, this is why you need to be in the Facebook group. I was telling you how amazing Lauren is. She has so much wisdom, encouragement, and um, yeah, and she's walked through it. Like, you know, you can trust someone when they've walked through it and they've come out the other side. So uh, make sure if you are not yet in the Facebook group that you come and join us. We would love to see you over there. You can find it by going into Facebook and searching for Morning Mama Collective and or you can find the link in the show notes and we would love to see you over there. Um, and Lauren, as we say goodbye to you, what's what's the best way for people to get a hold of you? Is it messaging you through the Facebook group? Is there an email or what? what's the best way? Um, yeah, great question. Um, look, I'd love to hear from people that I, I kind of think the more women out there that you connect with and become friends with and can lean on, the better. Um, so on Facebook, I'm not Lauren, I'm Lozzie B. So if you're wondering who this Lozzie B is, that is purely uh, linked to my job and needing to have some uh, anonymity online, not being able to be readily found. So just flick me a private message. I'd love to chat with you. Absolutely. So great. Well, thank you so much, Lauren, for just um, pouring into this community and doing it with such passion. Like I, I know you do it because uh, you're using your gifts and you have such a heart to pour into people. And um, I just couldn't be more grateful for what you're doing and how you are impacting so many women. Um, and yeah, thanks for spending your time just sharing some of your wisdom with us today. I just, I love you and I appreciate you and, um, couldn't be more grateful to have, um, God to have joined us in this partnership. It's so amazing. And, uh, I'm grateful for you too. I, you know, the podcast is a big part of my healing journey. And so I guess that's part of why, you know, staying involved is so important to me because I know how that prompted some, changes in my thoughts some changes in my actions and I think that's what we both you know collectively really hope for other women as they're listening in and we have the privileged position when people do join the group of seeing their answers to those questions and I'm so encouraged by what they are wrestling with I'm still wrestling with you know that idea of the perfect mother and aspiring to be this perfect mum we're all kind of trying to do that and yet know that actually there is no such thing as a perfect mum and so I love the realness in the group I love the pictures that people send through of their beautiful families it is just the coolest community to be part of I'm so I'm so thankful. Okay, mom, I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. I just was truly deeply impacted by Lauren's story. And I'm just so blessed to get to share that with you. So uh, let's just pray. God, I thank you for Lauren. I thank you for her story, God, and how you have woven your goodness in it and redeemed every moment of pain that she has encountered. God, you are such a good God. 
Thank you, God, that you always redeem every tear, every moment of brokenness, God. And I just pray for every mama that's listening, God, that has walked through some of similar heartbreak or any kind of heartbreak, God. I pray you would just show her how you want to redeem it, God. I pray you would help her release it to you, release that control that we all want to grip hold of, God. But just, God, help her know that that's, that's not how she needs to do it, God. That that when she releases, that's truly when she's going to find that healing and freedom, God. And we just pray that every mama listening would would be able to step into that God and you would just come so close to her God and comfort her Lord we just love you and we praise you for all of our stories that you want to redeem God in Jesus name we pray amen love you mama If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.